In 2016, a new Arrowverse show premiered on The CW. Featuring characters in The Flash and Arrow, it existed in their shadows quietly. However, it has since gained popularity and brought the three of us together to discuss the characters and their progression from Season 1. This week, Reavy, get a new boy toy to keep you busy. Depressed? Fly into the sun! The Legends stole their murder plan from the Master, and I think I've seen this film before, and I didn't like the ending. Definitely don't call us heroes. We are the Legends of next week. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Legends of Next Week. I'm your host, Mary. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Eden, she, her pronouns. I am Kate, and I three she, her pronouns. And welcome. Welcome one and all to the season finale of the first season of Legends of Tomorrow. Appropriately titled Legendary, possibly because they didn't know if they would get a season two. We've come to the end of the road of this season, friends. We did it. We did it. We we yeah. did it. We did it. We did it. And I have to say, Destiny is such a good episode that this episode doesn't feel as good. If you watch what we do in the shadows, there's something that Nadja says in season one about the name Jeff, and I feel like this um, finale is Jeff as Nadja sees it. Honestly, it's like letting the air out of a helium balloon. I think part of the problem, and we'll get into this, is that the plan is so complicated (laughs) for no real reason. (laughs) It really is. It's kind of... Watch this episode is a bit of a trip because we because we've just come after Destiny and I don't remember if anyone else is like feel, still feeling that loss of Leonard Snart. I know I was when I watched this, so it felt like this episode was missing some. How do you say, je ne sais quoi? Hmm. No, it's <laughs> it's funny because it's definitely that we miss Snart especially like your first go through, but it's been so long since I rewatched it. It wasn't that I didn't miss Snart. We haven't had him on the show for so long. And I was like, didn't notice. And I was like, yes, that's what's missing. And honestly, though, the fact that you were kind of confused about the, um, the, uh, the meteor is, it means that the it was confusing in general. If you can't, it's very hard to, figure out what's going on with each meteor what time it is and where they are if i ever get the chance to write to finish writing a book or even write a tv show one day i really hope i don't do something like i hope i can be successful in delivering an ending and not something like what happened now i'm not now could it be worse yeah. yes but i but this was this i feel like this finale really showed how much they were piggybacking off of Arrow, especially Arrow in the Flash at first. No, I, I would definitely agree. Uh, I was kind of thinking, well, Legends I, has always kind of struggled to stick the landing. In yeah. most, in a lot of seasons, there are definitely standout finales. I personally think season five is the weakest finale, but 
that's a thing for another time. But I was absolutely going to piggyback on your point, Kate. This episode feels... See, Destiny was so much about what Legends has now become outside of Arrow and the Flash. And Uh so to go back to seeing Arrow set pieces and Flash set pieces is like, oh, yeah, we're back here. Yay. (laughs) I mean, even when they had the intro, it wasn't the happy intro where we were introduced this wonderful, lovable group on a mission which is understandable because the mission has now completely changed and it almost feels a little more subdued in the beginning probably because of Snart's death which is understandable and Rip's Rip was already hopeless at the end of last episode but this episode when we start out he's he's definitely very regretful yeah so the episode opens taking us back to 2016 star city and rips letting everybody off the ship he's like yeah your lives haven't changed much although now it's may and i picked you up in january and he doesn't explain why they're like my my by rip why did we have to come back and you know here what was when we left what was the reason but I feel it's not- it's notable that Jax is the most pissed off because um, yes, he's the youngest, so and he has a good and he has a really close relationship with his mother. That's not negating anyone else's relationships in any way. But he didn't have time to say goodbye, so he's like, okay, so wait, my mom thought I've been missing for five months. Thanks a lot, and I understand his anger there. I get that. Um. Did- he didn't like again martin like roofied him so his mom didn't know at all so he went to disappeared i want to say maybe although like this maybe this is me hoping for the best but i'm wondering maybe if um clarissa knew and she told jack's mom that's wishful thinking though if that actually happened who knows i sure hope so because jack's is again the one that's like, what the hell, man? Because everyone else is like, oh yeah, five months, that's not going to make too much of a difference, which, lol, <laughs> it's very sad soon. Jax has the brain cell. I, he I, keeps the brain cell. I don't think um, Clarissa knew until like Jax told her, though. Because she kept on calling it a sabbatical. Yeah, that's true. Though I, Clarice is a smart cookie. This is I, this is again. I am a. I love Clarice Stein. <laughs> we support. We support Clarice Stein. We like her. <laughs> and we'll see. Rips drop them all off, and we'll raise the one that says, "But we have a mission, and we can we can still do it." And Mick goes, "We're getting on that ship," and he goes to poke uh, Rip, and it, his hand phases through him because Rip put out what? a little hologram. How could we never use this again? I want to never use this. He this this is his this is his, this is Rip's Princess Leia era. But he also does the same thing Mike does in in season seven with taking the wave rider. Rip takes the wave rider and just yeah, like like father like son. It's true. It's it's interesting because Rip is taking the wave rider on a very sober mission. He says. 
what I find is interesting is that he says, as he's leaving the ship, I'm going, to, I'm on my way to returning your younger selves to their lives. So it'll be like, you've never left, which automatically rang my bells this time. I was like, wait a minute. He's, oh, this is why he's knocking up. He literally gave them the damn hint and no one picked up on it. But it's got to be sobering going back there to take all these um, babies and teenagers, especially with your take, especially when it went to Leonard's younger self. Okay, did he spend more time with Leonard? Just cuddled him for a while because he's like, I hope, like, I hope he gave that kid a hug. Buddy, sorry, he made a good point because we never see. Well, it's not like we could see the kids again because we don't have that money. We had a lot to do with the budget in this episode. We couldn't afford that. So, I guess Rip just does it because we never hear it mentioned again. I oh. wish I knew what. Um... Mary's reaction was when he went back. We deserved her to come back. We do. We did. You know what we deserve? Lisa finding out. I mean, like, what yeah. happened yep. after Leonard dies? We never get to see Lisa again. And this is sad. And I remember around this time, this was when I think Flashpoint was going to be happening at this yes. point, too. So that. So it was like, let's just, it's the spring of death. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, oh, yeah, I just remembered Henry Allen, like, died this, because Henry Allen died right around the time Leonard did. So there was so much freaking death going on. I'm not laughing at this. I'm not laughing. There's so much freaking death going on in Central City. Laurel also died around the same damn time. So you have like the trifecta of death here. Laurel died a little earlier, but you'll have a trifecta. Why? Okay, why writers do you need to kill like three characters off that are well liked? You know what's interesting? I mean, we'll get to the next part with the Sarah and Quentin scene in a bit. But I guess it's more interesting thinking about Flash has lasted for so long. Arrow lasted for so long. Technically, Legends lasted longer than anybody thought it would. But it's interesting, like, in the early seasons, they were taking those risks. I can't think of the last risky thing Arrow did except kill Oliver Queen, but that was going to happen. And the last thing Flash did, I guess, was when Frost died. I don't know. I like. I don't. I did see it. Savitar, I liked. So that was. Uh, listen, this was season three of the Flash. That it's best season. No, absolutely not. We deserve more Savitar. I'm sorry, but I thought that was the absolutely most fascinating concept yeah it really I was, was. I loved that concept the early Arrowverse seasons I'll take risk I, I didn't watch as much Supergirl so I can't comment on what they did or didn't do past season one but so Sarah goes and finds Quentin at the Arrow cave what is it what do they call it it's a bunker cave it's the Arrow cave quiver as they call it in the comics oh god let's not lie it's the back cave but sorry we forgot that once rips hologram disappears mick goes i never liked that guy and 
they all just decide, hey, let, they all just kind of go their separate ways. Like they haven't spent the last several weeks together, which at the time, which if we looked at that later on, I mean, that's not very legends. I mean, we see that in the intro in season three that they can't stay away from each other for long. So the Quentin Sarah scene is definitely one of the most powerful scenes in the episode. I think this is a lot of good Sarah content. I think Sarah is probably the standout star in this episode, like showing that she will eventually step into that captain role. But up until like, she's told about Laurel, it really does feel like, hey, if you're not watching Arrow right now, this is what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of do have to bring it up because they're sisters, so it's like, you can't leave it out. It definitely is a very big elephant in the room when she goes to talk to Quentin, like, you know it's there. Everyone's been talking about it, tweeting about it, putting it on Tumblr. It's all over the place, and Sarah doesn't know. So it's just this buildup before she finds out. And I almost think, because you mentioned, you're talking about Sarah becoming the captain. In a way, when we first met Rip, he was the cat, he'd been the captain and he had this trauma from losing his family. And it's almost like they're trying to assimilate Sarah in that role. And we see that in season two, that she has that trauma of losing her sister and wanting to get her back. That as coming with being the captain. It's all about the trauma. That trauma, baby. (laughs) A lot of this episode is about dealing with loss of some kind. Because, well, Sarah kind of breaks down in Quentin's arms when he tells her what happened with Laurel. It kind of, it then immediately cuts to the mix scene, doesn't it? Because then we (laughs) cut to this bank being robbed, this guy getting frozen. And Mick goes, hey. <laughs> I love, this is not part of the plan. Can I be real? When, when we saw the cold gun go off, I, I still remember when the first time I watched it, it was like, I like bolted up. Or it was like, wait, who the heck has the cold gun? And then we see this, this new little, this new guy who, he's a pretty boy. He's a pretty Random boy. dude. He's Mick's new, new, new man, you know, funeral sex. As we learned in Hannibal. <laughs> he's he's mixed rebound. He has to be the rebound. Now, oh, wasn't there someone called Chill Blaine on The Flash? Yeah, we also we also had a heat monger in season three on The Flash, I remember. Okay, but so, like Chill Blaine is a thing in the comics where Lisa just started hiring boy toys to wear dress up as her brother to commit crimes okay, so point- that he wouldn't get caught. My point is, if you why would you ask Lisa to be your partner in crime? Why would you do some random? Because Pete wasn't Pete List filming Frequency at that point. Yeah, I think she was possibly popped up for an episode. Wait, was this the Tomorrow People thing? Oh no, 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 no! The Tomorrow People that was before because that had Robbie and Mel. I know because that's why Mitchell. I what? And that had Lucifer too. Because and I was thinking, where is she? It must be frequency because it's too soon for her to be on Gotham. Yes, it was too soon. <laughs> Look, we love Peyton. This they should have had her at least like once. Imagine Lisa with the cold gun and the parka. 
we could have had that. And then land in the golden glider outfit. That's a concept. That's a concept. I made a mood board for that role reversal once, and that got a lot of traction. I wish I could go back and look at those reblogs again because um, that was great. So if I find it, um, I can post that on the um, Twitter so you uh, so you can all see we could things I, I did when I was things I did when I was when I was actually more crafty than I am when I actually had time for that. <laughs> But I, I'm just disappointed that you have a character that you could already use. I get that you can get paintless, but I'm sure, like, if you gave her the money, she would have done, uh, like, guest star. We could have gotten a phone call. Exactly. Well, because right now all we have is this new hot boy that Mick's hired. He's not even that hot, actually. He's not. But look, Mick is sad. He's on a rebound. You make bad choices. But anyway, he... The guy, he specific. I thought it was interesting. He tells the guy that guy was chasing. Well, the the guy that shoots the gun says, "Well, he was chasing after us." And Mick goes on foot. Yeah, like, we were in the clear, and you ruined it. Because here's the thing: I think about it. no now knowing now having from what we saw of Heatwave before, Heatwave would not have hesitated to light the guy up. So that's proof of mixed change sinking through. So, I mean, once you've time traveled, that you see time in a different way, not to be all Laurie and preachy, but. I also feel like he's like, what would make Leonard proud in this moment? Not and that. Not because that. he freezes the guy. <laughs> or no, he fires the guy, literally. Yeah, he literally fires him. <laughs> Uh, then he gets in the car and Ray pulls off this the guy Ray in the car. That green car. That green car. And he just hop- Ray's wearing a Malafaba. Um, yeah, that, that's the hilarious part. And he's like, it's Mick, it's me. <laughs> Mick's, isn't this more like, what? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> and, um, I thought it was kind of interesting in this scene. First of all, Mick says, well, stealing makes me feel good. Uh, But they have their little scene afterwards. It's just the two of them talking. Ray has this intense guilt that it was supposed to be him. Yes. And then Snark took it, his place. All while saying, like, they're kind of avoiding the subject that Mick was going to die. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this and Mick definitely feels it because he says that he says it's not he never did anything without a plan, mm-hmm. and so he and he it's a I think there's a guilt that Mick feels that because he's usually he's always involved in the plan. Well, on the ship he was on the ship, save for when save for when um, he double crossed them. He was always involved in Leonard's plans in the ship because they reconciled. Um, when Meta's broke out and everything, so when this happens, he he, it's kind. Of, I feel it's kind of like he he's holding the end of a rope, and the weight that was on the end is gone. He doesn't know what to do anymore. In a way, yeah, he doesn't know how to pay. And I, I think this also this thing that they're not mentioning the fact that Leonard did sacrifice himself for Mick is leading to what happens in season two. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yes. Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
Ray's like, I want to be your boyfriend. I want to be your new boyfriend. Yeah, Ray's like, be a better boyfriend than him. (laughs) Ray's like, what if this is a plan to set us up to be the new duo? And Nick's just like, uh uh, no, no, no. Gonna be sick. The wound is still fresh, buddy. The wound is still fresh. And this is the first time he calls him haircut, right? He called him that. He's called him pilot. Well, it was when they first time jump, and he's like, "Oh my god, I can't hear anything." And a hey, haircut. Deafness oh, no. wasn't one of the symptoms. Yes, I think that's first or second episode. It's one of first. the pilots. Well, they it's use the it first. again finally after whatever he was calling. And then we cut to Stein and Clarissa at their house. Nice. Yay! Like, what was H.G. Wells' childhood name? Bertie. <laughs> it just I. It makes me laugh so much because it's so it's so ridiculous. What you don't play? It's... You don't play Trivial Pursuit. I've ne- I've never played Trivial Pursuit, oh. but the fact that he is just so smug and chill about it so makes Martin. me laugh. It's so Martin, though. But yeah, I've never played Trivial Pursuit. You have to. It's fun. <laughs> well, I'm, well I I don't know. I don't have people to play it with aside from you guys. But yeah, so Clarissa's asking Martin about his sabbatical, and he's just playing it very chill. Um, I feel, but the thing is, like, the transition that happens from Martin and Clarissa playing Trivial Pursuit to what comes next is when he and Jack show up at the site where the Wave Rider dumped them. I feel like there was a scene that was meant to be in between there that got deleted. It feels like there's something missing in that transition. You're not wrong. It does feel like something was cut out or something. But I, I find it funny both Ray and Martin had enough time to create whatever machines they created to find the freaking wave rider. How do there's, time? There's scientists. They got stuff laying around. But wasn't this the same day? <laughs> they were no, 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 it wasn't because it wasn't because it was night when Nick robbed the um Okay, so wherever he robbed, and it was night when they were playing Trivial Pursuit. So it's been at least about maybe 18 hours or so. Eight, uh, 12, no, 18, 12 hours, something like that. Because I mean, okay, I'm so, thinking of the commute time from how long is like what three hours to get from okay, so Central City to Star? Have a day, you would have to have more than a day to create those machines. That's all I'm saying. You would need more. <laughs> day they're smart people too and they probably they probably listen martin probably went over to star labs like hey can i borrow this i know you're dealing with some other world they got a lot crap right now but can i borrow this for a hot second they, they didn't sleep that's it they, they stayed up night all night doing their homework it sounds like my brother in high school <laughs> i got their little machines I, I like Stein's little Raymond. You insult me. Yes. Did you? What? What? What did they have to compensate for? And I don't remember the name, but they're like, of course I did. I don't remember what it was, but they're both. Um, they're trying to summon the Wave Rider, and Rip is back in his study watching that message again. And it definitely and it hurts more this time because now he knows he has no chance at all of saving them. It's gone. This this is Rip's emo error. He's emo boy. 
He should be putting some emo music on as he like mopes. Hop on some black braid, buddy. Because then Gideon interrupts with there's a signal in Star City 2016. And he's, he's so excited. Oh no. <laughs> he's my I gotta help. I must put my coat on because I wasn't wearing it to this up to this point. But he arrives and he's frustrated with them. He's like, why are you here? Why are you calling me here? I said you can go. And Mick punches him to make sure he's real. <laughs> that was a great moment. Which again deserved. And I would have done the same thing. Because I don't know who said it, but I think it might have been Martin, but they were talking about how the mission was not over. And Rip goes in this whole little tirade about, well, we've had all, look at all these historical mishaps that you've made along the way. Cut right to Kendra in France, running away from Vandal Savage, which, go girl, run, sprint. Right before that, he's listing off like, yeah, getting into bar fights, giving terrorist technology, turning into a hawk monster. It's like, that part that wasn't last- Jax's fault. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that last one wasn't his fault. Oh my god, Jax's look after he says that, like, what the hell, man? I didn't do anything. That's no, not my fault. That's, listen, those, uh, listen, the first one was on purpose. The second one was an accident that happened in the heat of battle. But the third one was, like, we've talked about this episode so much, but it was against his will. You had a you had a racist cop involved. It was a mess. So, Rip, go stick your head in the toilet for that one. Yes, he could. We cut back to Kendra's final girl era. She's running through the woods in 1944, France. Again, why? Why do we keep on going back to World War II? know why why legends writers is your obsession with the world war ii and nazis i need to know i don't know but what but kendra ends up running into an american soldier and she recognizes his helmet and she's like please give me your i know your helmet give it to me do you paper and he's just like lady what are you doing here there this is a war zone which honestly I don't fault him because he's, I mean, what, this guy's, this guy's just trying to stay alive. Well, he also thinks that she was being kept by the Nazis and that too. he probably is like having a little PTSD. So he's probably like, yeah, we're good. But, yeah. So Hendro manages to scribble out a note, shoves in the helmet, gives it back to him. The poor guy gets knifed with this massive blade oh five seconds later this shouldn't be so funny but i like the little like whatever the little music cue the mandalorian has like the doo-doo <laughs> you're like something <laughs> kind of similar to that and then a knife and then another knife it's the vandal savage cue guy he was like the, oh gonna... wait wait i got it. the vandalorian the vandalorian <laughs> oh, <laughs> the code Savage has no code. I do feel bad for this guy because who knows if he would have died if Vandal hadn't come along. The Savage-Kendra fight is good, but it also just makes you think, wow, they keep Kendra out of the action at literally every cost. They they do. And it's, again, Sierra Renee, we always apologize to you. This Again, you're free after this. You deserve 
you deserved bet you deserved better scripts for this. You deserved a better script for the whole season, man. I kind I of almost yeah feel like they had to the mostly male writing team. It almost like we have Sarah as girl that fights and Kendra as pretty girl that doesn't fight. Mary, you said it too. Mary, you did say it best that every girl written in the season is cool girl. They are. <laughs> Even as much as I adore Clarissa and with you, Kate, she is cool girl. <laughs> she is cool girl. I'm sorry. Does that mean Gideon's also cool girl? Of course she is. Well, that's correct. I'm sorry. Plus, Gideon, Gideon, I'm just, I'm sorry, but I'm thinking of the good place now and how Janet insists that she's not a boy, she's not a girl, not a person. I, I can see Gideon. Janet though. does qualify as luggage, so I'm wondering, it's like, can we, do we ever ask Gideon's pronouns? I feel like that would be a nice thing to ask Gideon. We didn't. If I met Gideon, I would definitely say, are your pronoun? What are, are your pro, Do you do you go by she, her, or do you have another pronoun? Gary definitely asked her. Wait a minute! Aren't all the other AIs we've heard aren't they male voices? Yeah. Are you saying what I think you're saying? I mean, oh, I'm saying it. Is it so? Trans Gideon had canon. Trans Gideon had canon. I, I, I do. Trans Gideon had canon. Gender fluid, at least. Yeah. There you go. Gender fluid. I mean, Gideon is traditionally more of a of a boy's name but i had just finished hannibal before starting legends so i my reference was abel gideon my ref listen my reference was little gideon from gravity falls so Uh, a lot better than i am mine is gideon from criminal minds oh oh yeah yeah i watched i watched criminal minds after legends i got laid on the boat there but anyway, once again, we have to take Kendra out of this fight because reasons. I know it's for plot reasons, but it's also dumb. And to make Vandal less, more scary, even though he's kind of had his balls cut off. <laughs> They're really overcompensating in this episode with like, okay, we know we just established that the Time Masters were doing this, so... Um, the Time Masters have bigger problems right now. Mostly, how are we going to get alive off this thing? Or is it now our tomb? Let's talk about the Vandal part. And then then we get the Sarah punching rip and that really, those two scenes. So let's talk about the Vandal part first and then kind of combine the Sarah stuff. So Savage, Kendra re-wakes up with Carter, but isn't he still Scythian? i do love how i do love the scene though that um skithian's like i remember you i'm going to kill you and i i, do, and I also kind of like savage design of you've been trying for four thousand years <laughs> i know at least he has a sense of humor but you're like you're still an asshole man. he's he's a sadistic <laughs> this is one of those times mm-hmm. where we I say can't, something. I won't say the word. <laughs> I won't say the <laughs> word I was thinking. This is one of those episodes where we say some BS in an episode and then it's like, idiots, you totally forgot this was a plot point. Like, yeah, we did. Because I I was like, aren't the Thanagarian meteors? Like, or aren't the meteors from Thanagar? Turns out they actually are. I was like, okay, exactly. I didn't make that up. 
<laughs> this is so unnecessarily confusing. He gives the evil villain speech about the meteors because Savage's new plan now is that he wants to rewrite time. He wants to erase everything, go back to from whence they all came, and he wants now to be the he wants to be in the Pharaoh now and Kendra to be his, be with him. Which, yeah, which she says not. No, that's not okay. That's not okay. It's because apparently their blood is key to unlocking the Thanagarian tech. So the meteors that were sent weren't just rocks. It was Thanagarian technology. Wouldn't this make more sense if they themselves were Thanagarian? Same. I've talked about this with someone before. Yes. No, but that would like why? Why would their blood work unless they're Thanagarian? It kind of depends. Like what? I granted, I'm not as familiar with Hawkman slash Hawkgirl lore in comics, but I did watch a lot of Justice League as a kid, and the hot girl in that show is from Thanagar. That would make sense. Yes, I remember that. But then there's also a Carter Hall later who says that they were together in a past life, but I don't remember that episode well enough to know what happens. If, but you we- are, if you're knowledgeable in Hawkman and Hawkgirl knowledge, just tweet us at um, Week Legends, because I'm curious. I'm pretty sure they are. I, I don't know. It's. I think it's not just, wouldn't it make more sense that they... They made it unnecessarily complicated at the beginning. Like we yeah. talk about with their actual origin. Yes, let's do this ritual. If I do this at three points in time, then the world will be screwed up so I can go back to Egypt and do whatever the hell I want. Yay. This part doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> this is time travel BS science. Although... Can I be honest? I kind of wanted to see what would have happened if it had started to all work at once. I wanted that to see what would have happened fun. to time. When everything I've gotten in reverse, would there just be this giant, um, like, Google Blitz wiping everything out? That's Probably. like if there was a clapper for time. Yes. <laughs> time, but make it a clapper. Blister Gold probably has that. Please. Yes. So these these three Thanagarian meteors, I guess he's saying all three of these meteors fell at the Middle Kingdom. Like yes. that's where they landed. And then throughout time he's refound them. Yes. And he has to set we kind of learned this from Martin later, but it works with explaining the plan. That in order for them to activate, Earth and Thanagar have to be in rotation. Yes, they have to be in alignment exactly in order for it to work but every time he said mid earth i kept on thinking middle earth is are you what's <laughs> oh, taking the hub of size and god you know what against vandal savage i'm sorry vandal savage would not win against the hobbits yeah it, it is a little confusing because you go there's three points in time that you have to go in to get these rocks these asteroids are in that he has to put them in but 1944 wasn't one of them so he had to get that rock in order to bring it back to where mm-hmm. the time would be in alignment and also i know why those times are picked because those are the places we went but so thanagar is in alignment in 1958 
1975 and then 2021 that is correct yes okay so and, hmm, what places was it again i'm, I'm trying to think. that was harmony falls oregon um someplace the weapon site in norway and sake and they went to st roque Louisiana, oh, which throws me off because because we watched it in 2016 yeah i know that's scary. we are not, we are now past that event i i don't know why i thought it was central city because it kind of looks like the same scenery from listen we have a budget it's vancouver <laughs> it is vancouver oh my we were t- my friend was catching up for season seven she goes yes this cat canadian forest it definitely looks like texas that was that was that was great but um listen it's obvious all what it's obviously one forest i can like thinking back now looking at the forest in the night for when they went to harmony falls yeah that's the same forest as they were in france it's also the same forest they probably used in Supernatural 10 billion times. Oh, so, you know. We're going to go take a romp in the woods and do some filming stuff. Yes. That, that, that was a, a good episode. It, again, a lot of it seemed like mumbo jumbo that I'm going to make up this whole thing. And it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It literally makes no sense. Why would you want to do this in the first place? But also, like, why are the time... Why is the time aligned into this way like how is thanagar and earth aligned only in like 1958 1975 which are like 17 years apart and then 2021 because plot conveniency but they could have picked 2016 that still would have been no 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 that wouldn't have been interesting because they wouldn't have had them go into the future they want to make it fun the future looks a lot like can i present i think the funniest thing about it was that there here's the thing i thought it was weird at the top at the time that we saw no one around in 2021 or heard anything in in broad daylight funny enough 2021 i mean the pandemic was still going on last year and it's still going on they called it they called did they call the pandemic i don't know (laughs) They kind of did because I for some I because I forgot this was 2016 that this aired. I was like 2021. I was like, yeah, that's not weird. That was last year. I'm like, at the time, that was the future. <laughs> Marty, he's gone to the future. Anyway, but like as we said, the eventual plan is we're gonna erase time to go back to 17 um thousand one seventeen hundred BC. To have all the power. Because, <laughs> like, I don't understand. I mean, I guess it's ultimate evil. And, and then, like, when, like, Martin did explain this to everybody, Jax was just like, this is the worst evil guy plan. I'm like, is it really? Is it? It's not. Because it doesn't make sense. So, but- let's move away from the Vandal thing, and we'll get to the Sarah part with Rip. Cause Sarah, when we first, when she, cause she comes to join the gang to get back on the ship, and you can tell the whole time she is quietly furious. Oh yeah, you can, listen. Katie Lots did a really good job with Sarah in this episode. I believe she yeah. did a really good job of that silent fury, and then ultimately just lashing out. And um, 
she punched him and she demanded that he go back and save Laurel and Rip was very nonchalant and Sarah gets distracted. Rip um flashes flashes her like pew pew with not no not pew pew like the it was the flasher, not an actual flash. Yeah, it's flash. like the, it's it's like the camera like flash like they used to have. And I do love that Mix just right there on standby yeah, waiting like, to get her. Your room. But That's- also, this is a part I love. Jax goes, What the hell? Oh, rip. Yeah, because again, we find out that like if you haven't watched Arrow, uh, Laurel died because Damien Dark was in prison and apparently I forgot the whole thing. Um I think he escaped and killed Laurel. I hated that episode so much. I liked Laurel a lot. And I thought there was a lot of character growth with her and I hated what they did in that storyline to no end. But yeah, Jamie and Dark killed her. So to catch you up on what you might have missed on Arrow. And that's kind of one of the crippling things in this episode. It still has these strong ties to Arrow after we, every time we try and move on in season one, we get pulled back to kind of where we came from. Every time I try to move with, they pull me me back in. in. (laughs) So just to have this is kind of annoying. Like not annoying because obviously this impacts Sarah and is important. I feel like one of the benefits of season even season two, we have villains from Arrow and the Flash. I, but I enjoyed them because I feel like, again, in season two, they were allowed to have the fun that they couldn't have yes. on the shows. So they were a little fruity, okay. too. Yes. Can't be as happy. Absolutely. <laughs> season two is when we started to be allowed to be campy. Yes. We thought we we dipped our toe in the water. We thought, ooh, that's nice. Let's go yeah, some more. Not my one of my favorite seasons, but it's much better than this one. It's 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 got its episodes. But I will say, so after Sarah's punched rip, Ray tries to step in and she says to stay out of it, which she's right. Ray, get out of this conversation. Ray Ray is trying to monitor and be like, what if we just talk about our problems? And Sarah's like, no. It's like, no, Ray, sometimes that does not work. You need to punch somebody sometimes. Like Mick and Len did. Yes. But then... That's not healthy, though. Then Rip drugs her. <laughs> or knocks her out. With the flash. Yep, the flash. I know, that's so rude. I mean, like, seriously, again, you can't even, like, talk this out with her and have her punch you several more times. No... You're going to flash her out of this fight, which she would have won. <laughs> which I got to say, so then after that, then Mick takes her to her room and Ray says, not to negate what just happened here, but there's also this time which I'm like, why are we moving on so fast? I know it's because we only have 42 minutes, but this is such an abrupt shift. Because men, Mary, because men. I forgot the, the straight white men are having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> The death of a sibling is not important <laughs> at all at this juncture. I'm so, I'm so sorry Rip, that the death of your family is way more important than you not t- making sure to pull me out and letting my sister die and then moving past that like it never even happened. <laughs> sure, another woman died. It's the Arrowverse. Move on. 
That's, that should go on a t-shirt. It's true. How many women have they killed in the Arrowverse? Quite a few. Oh, it, listen, listen, if you give me like an hour, no, not an hour, 10 minutes, no, seven minutes, I could make a list. Well, outside of Supergirl, okay, wait, no, never mind. Because we also have Black Lightning and they're there. And Supergirl and Legends. Really, just Arrow and Flash. Well, start, start me. Yeah, so Arrow is a pretty big sitter on that front. Arrow and the Flash stockpile women in the fridge. Yeah, especially especially Frost. Good for you. You didn't kill Patty. (sighs) Anyway, um, so straight white men and Jax are having their conversation. (laughs) Jax is like, I shouldn't be eating. That's the opposite of the sound effect. I'm going to scream. Then this helmet falls over and he's like, are they like, Jax, why'd you knock that over? He's like, what what did I do? He's like, I'm just sitting here. And he's like, wasn't that somewhere else at this point? And that's when we learn a fancy new word called chronometric chronometric repositioning. This happens to change it. It ha- apparently this happens because of changes in the timeline. So, for example, like, if you drop the pen and someone travels back and moves to the other side of the room, then the pen you'd have in the future would be in a different place. But it kind of serves a purpose. because it's It serves a plot purpose because they find the piece of paper from Kendra that has the location, the year, which I don't know how she found out. Savage must talk when he programs his time ship, and then Kendra signed underneath Kendra, it. Kendra knows her history. But- that's true she did live through it yes what if it was the helmet and the note and then the nude pen fell out? <laughs> yes <laughs> honestly though, so so very convenient that's, that, that to be that disgusting note, so convenient that that note spelled out everything so convenient not, not to be disgusting but we would like to can we can we have listen set production if you still have the nudie pen could we have it, please? They probably are already- fine addition to my collection. You know what? A fine like- addition. I- wait, wait. I feel like Casper pocketed it and never gave it back. Good for him. Good for him. Anyway, um, so they're like, aha, note. And then the savage scene happens that we talked about. And then finally Rip goes to see Sarah. And I love this first he says, please don't kill me. <laughs> Yeah, he's seen outside so awkwardly. You can see he's working up the courage to go in. And then he he explains to her that, okay, but if you save Laurel, she's still gonna die. And then you'll die. Oh, and your dad's gonna die too. Everybody you love will die. But I'm saying like, at that point, um, it's even like Doctor if Who. they all died, she wouldn't know anymore. And I don't get this whole logic here. So is her death a fixed point? I feel Laurel? like it's yes. Yeah. yeah. Um this is again... Okay, here's the question on that one. Who's the fixer on that one? That's Damien's job. Uh poor the damn. Or what if it's just some poor guy poor schmuck in the prison riot who ate it? Are all fixed points just people dying? Yeah. And now I, I maybe I don't know. It feels I, like it. It feels like know. it. You have Ferenc Ferdinand, and then you had Alan. So it does feel like it. I Again, feel like we, there would be something. I feel like maybe the creation of fire would not be a, would be a fixed point. Probably. 
That's gotta suck. That's worse than making sure someone gets shot every day. I listen, listen, I listen, I understand that the world generally sucks. I get that. And sometimes I do try and find a little bit of light, a little bit of hope and positivity. Oh my god. But I am fully unaware is it I'm fully aware it's unrealistic. Do you know what that means? That the Titanic's probably a fixed point. That's what I was thinking. So then again. Again, this just opens more time questions that we'll never answer because this is legends. And thankfully, Sounds- we stop caring about the rules pretty quickly because so much of this, every time there is a bad thing, this is such like a contrast to what I feel like in season seven, which yes. it's not a fixed point, but just the sheer fact that we even have this debate of because we're looking at J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover was an <laughs> awful man who did awful things to everybody that didn't look like him or acted like him. But he was important to history. But does that matter? Well, you also had Edison, who was a horrible person as well. Exactly. I, Edison can Edison go stick his head in the toilet too. Which, at least in season seven, we're having these discussions. In yeah. season, in this episode, I was so mad at Rip. We listen. We like Rip for being garbage. We do. Rip is a, Rip is a white time traveler. This is true because she literally tells him, "Listen, Rip, I haven't asked you for anything. Let me go find her." And he's like, "She says, well, I'm glad that she brings up. Then how can you? You brought us all here to save your family." She calls his ass out on being a hypocrite. She goes and she's like, "How do you know?" It won't work. And that kind of makes the question of, did Rip try to save Laurel and he couldn't? That brings that question. No, up. no. Rip, I don't, I don't believe Rip Hunter would have tried to save Laurel. I don't believe that. Or, or I think at one point he had Sarah try to save Laurel. No. The reason. No, I don't think he would. Because I think, this is going to sound awful. Laurel was more important than the timeline. So that's why he got Sarah. Exactly. But apparent but his family was more important than timeline for Rip. I know. It's just <sighs> and I know Rip tries to have this excuse of I don't want you to bear the pain of failing to save them. But that just feels weak. It does. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so after this little scene. I, Sarah just has a line here that I wanted to point out. She says, I have to be able to do something. Which I think is just very concise of her character as a whole. Yeah. Yes. And he's it's... like, well, there's still the mission of getting rid of Vendel Savage. And then we, and so Savage ends up stopping a friggin' Nazi convoy. And I he demands like the food. meteor from them. What I like, though, before that happens, Gideon goes, uh, Captain, and she goes, and Sarah goes, coming, like, kind of a foreshadowing of her becoming the captain of the Wave Rider. That's such a good good moment. They were always ready. Oh, we have Randall Savage standing there. I don't know why. I kind of enjoyed this little thing, because he has this awful smile. And they're Nazis, so it doesn't matter. Uh, he just throws a bunch if of a knives. Nazi dies, who cares? Exactly. And he just starts throwing knives at this tank, and it's working because they shoot him, and it doesn't do anything. Listen, this man knows proper knife care. 
He does. So then, but it's not just Vandal Savage taking out Nazis, which is a little ironic. I mean, good for him above bare minimum, but like canonically in comics, he hasn't (laughs) turned away from the Nazis. Honestly, again, he sucks, guys. Do a time travel show that has nothing to do with Nazis, and I will love you forever. Yeah, I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think that's happened yet. Even timeless involved Nazis. Uh, also, I'm sure that Doctor Who had Nazis too. Oh yeah, Doctor Who is definitely oh, Doctor, like, Who's, Doctor Who had I, I, Nazis again. There's other- Doctor Who had a whole episode called "Let's Kill Hitler." Yeah, there you go. Right. Uh, I'm just saying, there's so many other things in history besides World War II. I I mean, I understand that it was a global event that impacted several countries. It changed the face of military ongoing in the future but seriously we're tired of nazis it's 2022 we've got so much other crap going on the last thing anyone needs to see media is more nazis this also just feels like an incredibly lazy indiana jones copy like it is or i mean captain america had come out a couple years ago but the obvious comparison is indiana jones Captain America came out five years before this. The Winter Soldier was already out before that. Yeah. And we didn't get cool, melty Nazi faces that Indiana Jones That Why couldn't Jax do that to a Nazi? Yes. Is it, it, okay, yeah, like, I'm sorry, but the melting faces, I know they were Nazis. That's, that's, that scarred me in childhood. Don't worry, my brother also had nightmares after it, so you're not the only one. I was scarred for a long time. But one of my favorite things that we did see that Jax did in the scene as Firestorm was once they had Kendra and Skippy and Carter free, he did it. He, he, Firestorm had their first transmutation. That was cool. Transmutation. Sorry. Why did I say transmutation? Transmutation. I can read my notes. (laughs) Love that he just disintegrates this gun. It's so fun. Yes. And he's like, look what I just did. And he's so excited that he learned this new thing. I was excited. It was cool. And he uses it again, because I recall him turning something into jelly beans. Yes, the thing holding the spear. Yes. Yes. That's he, episode, he, he, right? asked, he asked Rip what his favorite candy was, and so they just changed it to jelly beans. Oh, that's so fun. Because then there's a moment where Rip goes, we gotta get back to the ship. We're outnumbered. There's too many nazis here we gotta go retreat i was like why can't we kill all these nazis and then go back to the ship he was ready and willing to burn all those nazis i'm telling you he would have been like i'm I'm good i'm staying so then we get back on the ship we we couldn't get kendron because she got shot down in the wing yeah oh yeah carter's there we keep calling him carter but his name is skippian because yeah, he goes is this a Scythian turd ball is this a spaceship no it's a time <laughs> ship but you know it's also in space he remembers it vaguely and they're like you've been on here before but yeah as they're dealing with him um Jax wants to do the transmutation again which I don't blame him. okay it's this really has the cool. worst line in this episode I was upset by this do tell me the line that upset you well because 
he's like, well, Jax, how did you like transmutate this before? He's like, I don't you. know. Like there was a Nazi oh, attacking us. Mean. I know the line you mean. Yeah. I know. And then he I tries saying this, but maybe we need a Nazi. And I'm like, ah! well, because no, you don't. He, they're trying to transmutate the lucky vase, which is funny. Jewish man, say it. Yeah, having a Jewish man saying maybe we need that. Have, I was like, have, I guess- having your Jewish character say that line is a that's a that's a no no. How listen, you get something that sparks fear. That's what you need. Yes, not a Nazi. And he does say this is not something I would torpedly say, but like yeah. then you should have said it in the. Then first- why are you saying good. it? But I do love that the that the lucky water base is a metaphor for Ray and Kendra's relationship. Because when you apply when you apply heat and pressure to it, it explodes. <laughs> I love themes and symbols. I love that too. We should we should we should watch Hannibal again, and we should make some really artsy notes on that. Uh, I've seen Nope twice in a week, so my brain is just themes. I lo- I also love a good theme, and I-, I loved when we used to go over that in English. Like, what is the theme of this? Yes, <laughs> I-, I like the- what Martin does have a good line. Thankfully, after this, he says, "Transmutation is literal mind over matter." Yeah, and your, your mind is making his- matter. <laughs> oh, that's when he has this. Da da, and he's I like, have an idea. Oh, by George, I think I got it. Because he says, well, maybe third time's the charm. And then that's when the pieces fall into place. He's like, I have to go. And he goes and does all his calculations on the walls of Rip's parlor, which I thought he was doing math. I hate math. Something like that. Listen, I I know some math. I'm not. I I have to know math. Doesn't mean I always, but doesn't mean I always like the kinds of math. And then we, okay. So then we just get told what we were kind of told already that he's going to blow up each meteor at a different period in time and because you can't blow up the earth three times all at the same time it's going to erase time essentially it it sounds like it's going to reset time which still does not make sense it's just a bit the rewind button in wandavision when everything resets but we said and because vandal savage is immortal he could do it because he'll be in all these timelines. It's Vandal Vision. It is Vandal Vision. Vandal Vision. Um, <laughs> speaking of Vandal Vision, <laughs> oh my god, it is like when Vision meets White Vision because yes! Vandal goes back and sees like his 1958 self. And I love that even past Vandal Savage is like, huh, nice. You know what? I look damn good. Anyway. How, do, how did we get here? Oh, yeah, because Vandal met Va- when Vandal met Vandal. <laughs> when Vandal met Vandal. And all they do is like, hey, you're being evil. Aren't we so hot? We're so hot. And he goes, do you know that big rock that we're obsessed with? Boy, howdy. <laughs> well, you just want to go home. On there and <laughs> And that's Kendra in the car. <laughs> I want to go home. Um, <laughs> Just put anyway. a couple sprinkles of blood on this thing and see the magic happen. 
add a, it's like it's like a really messed up cookie recipe add a sprinkle of blood <laughs> and a touch of rosemary it's like a chia pet but for evil <laughs> chia pet the ritual and say it right or you're gonna end up like ash at the end of armies of darkness i'm sorry well, <laughs> but also that had also- clones would you do your clone if you were evil because <laughs> there's I'm evil just- ash I'm gonna I'm gonna climb out my window now. I'm on I'm on a, I'm on the second floor. Anyway, um, so then we start hearing about the okay. So the plan to kill Savage still doesn't quite make sense, but essentially being in the proximity of the meteor at these three times throughout history makes him mortal. Yes, it's it's it's, it's literally. They're saying it's his kryptonite. Yes. Yes. I think it's the... Um, Except, like, not, like, the horrible, toxic feelings of kryptonite that Kar and Clark go, undergo the, when exposed. I thought it was because of the radiology of, radi- of the meteor, maybe? Well, yeah. Radiation. I mean, radiation, yes. Sorry. Well, like, Lex Luthor ends up with cancer from kryptonite because he carries it around, but they just didn't know that's what it could do. So, kind of like kryptonite, in a, yeah, it's a kryptonite like kind of thing, except they just don't explain it like that because we can't yeah. say kryptonite, we can't say the K word. But, like, again, how did he? I only saw him take like one vial of blood each from them. How did he end up with three vials of blood or he whatever? Like, on a whole it, pint yeah, in one go, listen, listen, was- maybe. He probably just mixed. He probably just mixed all the blood together, shook it up like a like a juice, and then split it up into three. I don't know. It makes there's a plot. or maybe maybe or does each blood does each blood go to a coordinating meteorite? So does it matter whose blood it is? Because all three are present at the event. Whoever's blood they use is going to contain no, that. It has to be Kendrick um, Carter's blood. They made that. Oh, <laughs> why can't he use his blood? I, I, could, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just to be. Kendra and Carter's blood and I wait a minute do the stupid ritual <laughs> this makes it worse because now I'm thinking back to the blood ties episode it's very clearly they're drinking Carter's blood they're not drinking Vandal's blood so like but, well it's not like Vandal's gonna let them suck him dry <laughs> <laughs> what's what's so funny Mary what's so funny Get out of the gutter, Mary. Get out of the gutter. <laughs> it makes no sense for um them to just if it's not like he's gonna like let them like suck it out of his wrist like a vampire. I mean, listen, you got he's they get Carter there. He's he's in stasis. He's fine. So it's like it's like in Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> he like cuts his chest and makes me a drink from his chest. Like, Take a sip, babes. Yeah, I, that, 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 honestly, you're right though. It makes no sense because why wouldn't Vandal use his own damn blood? He was there when the space rocks fell in Egypt. He's he listen. He's he's got a he's got a donor, not a willing donor, but it still works for the ritual. Well, it's not. Does he have a finite amount of blood? Well, that's that's a good question because I mean oh, you need to think about the cellular you need to think about cellular reproduction as well. Yeah, but he's immortal, so I that feel like we, we don't have a finite. We kind of behind to do. 
Well, I mean, it's not like your blood's just, it's not like your body's gonna, unless something happens, it's not like your body's gonna just stop producing red blood cells. Unless, um, I mean, I'm not, I am no medical expert. If there is something that causes you to stop producing red blood cells, um, anyway, um, he's immortal. So why would you have an endless <laughs> supply of blood from him? I'm just, it makes sense. Well, I'm, well, it takes time. Like, if you go and donate blood, it's not like you're gonna go. It's not like you're gonna go say, "Hey, thanks, man," and then go back to the end of the line. You need to like, you're you've taken a pint out of your body. But again, does that work for somebody who's immortal? That it doesn't even freaking matter. Can well, Vandal I- Savage donate blood? <laughs> That's a good question. But I wouldn't want his blood in the first place, though. Oh, no, thanks. Is is it- <laughs> well? I know that we, as we all know, on the pod. Vandal Savage uses his kids as living organ donors. Oh, yeah, he um, cannibals his kids. Yeah, and so there's a comic where we see he has, like, a laboratory. It's just full of extra body parts. So does he and just, does like, he... stick a straw in his kid's neck and just suck it up, like, suck it I, out like I, a juice I, box? I, I, think, I, think that, I think that is canon. Okay, we have to move on. <laughs> We where have we? to move on. Where are we? This, this, um, we were talking about the blood and their plan, and we're talking about how Vandal met, when Vandal met Vandal. Yes, and, and then how now we're setting Vandal setting up all the meteors, and he tells I, Kendra, now I shall unleash my plan, and I will be Pharaoh, and you will hate you. I have always hated, hated you. you, and that's like one of my favorite lines to be honest, because it's like it's so good. Yes, Kendra, you tell him. <laughs> Gaslight gatekeep robots. Because then we, then we cut back to so 1958. Vandal Savage is out where those kids found that meteor. Like when he's like, "Hey kids, you want to touch my rock?" Hey kids, and he's like, still like, rock? kids, this is my rock. Get your. And then, this is 19... my rock, and he goes and sits on it. No, I'm kidding. It'd be funny if he sat on it. 1975 Vandal Savage is at the arms uh, auction. And then 2021 Vandal is just in St. Roche. Yeah. For he, some reason. That was that was the rock that he got from the Nazis in 1944, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at the arms auction and the rock is there and he says, where's my money? I don't have any. I was going to I was oh, gonna my. use the the sales for the from the nuclear weapon, but then I forgot I have a better idea. And I, love just, that, I love that Mick is just like waiting to kill Vandal in 1958. Yes. Yeah, so the people at the arms. So 1975 is arm auctions. Sarah and Firestorm are there. 1958 with the Hawk people, but we eventually see that's Ray and Mick. And then in 2021, it is Rip and Carter, Carter and Kendra. Get the end. Kendra is tied up. She's a little tied up right now. Uh, I like um, Jack's little. I forgot how much of a badass I was. was yeah, he's like he's so proud of himself. I that, that was a good moment for for him. I'm and you know what? I, Sarah actually does all this plan without breaking down. And kudos to you, Sarah, because I'd probably be a crying mess at this point. So exactly um uh, cutting back to 19 or to 2021 carter gets stabbed or shot honestly this episode has been like damn it 
Carter and Kendra don't Again. get to do anything. I'm like, damn. But yeah, we're kind of cutting through the three time periods and the fights. Um, Ray is Ray has to end up. So the hawk beasts are back. Um, the 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 little boy. They're, actually, they're teenagers. Why am I, the teenagers are like in their their hawk form and like, oh, we forgot about these guys. Gee, I can't imagine how. I mean, you had a whole episode with them. But Kendra managed to break free in the ruckus in 2021. And then Sarah goes to confront Savage in 1975. And there's, I'll I'll say the epic line that she says. I'll say the line, first of all, you do have to know Vandal Savage just has a rocket launcher and he's shooting it. That was pretty great. Um, Why not? You're too late. Time Master is never late. Yeah, it's not the best line because I think there are two better ones later, but it's still fun. I, I again, I think that's foreshadowing that she becomes Captain Sue, and they considered themselves being Time Masters. I have to, but I kind of cracked up here because um, my brain was like, was like, well, what if they actually were dressed up like um, what if they did end up wearing the stupid robes the Time Masters wore? I can only imagine how pissed Nick would get with those. And anyway, Sarah and Savage are having a fight. It looks really great. That's really it's really good choreography. And I love that in 1958, Mick is just punching him, just yeah. bam, 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 bam. And you, I feel like he wants to take his time because this is what he's been living for since last episode when Len died. Was like, I gotta take my time to kill this man because I need this. And then we it's get one called of my, therapy. Yes. And then we get one of the my favorite parts of the whole episode is that Rip, uh, Rip is helping in 2021 and then he gets pushed off the roof. He gets we're shot. Like, he gets shot and then pushed off the roof. And we're like, no. And then he rises up on the waiver with like arms folded like cool guys. Don't this is Rip Hunter's cool girl era. It is. <laughs> he's finally ascended. Literally, he's rising. Uh, then there's a nice shot of the Hawks then taking flight. I thought that was cool. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like a good 30 seconds of we're just watching Savage getting his shit rocked. Yes. We just, that was satisfying. You know it is satisfying. It's so good. To die like three times. It is satisfying. And then we see Kendra stab him as Nick Burns and as Sarah breaks his neck. Each one of these is so good in their own way. Because the first one we see, or no, it's not the first one we see, but Vandal Savage is on the ground bleeding. And he tells Mick, you can't kill me. I'm immortal. And Mick says, haven't heard the news. And then we cut to the best line. It is the best line. Um, Carter's holding Savage. Kendra has the knife and she tells him goodbye, my love. And then knifes him. It's so good. And his face is such like, ow. He's, yeah, he, he, okay. was, he didn't expect it hurt. It reminds me a bit, and it would have been funny if we had this bit. Remember in the movie Buffy where he literally had the vampire with the stick going, Oh, okay, I'm too old, obviously, but yeah, they have him dying for days with a stake in his heart. It's <laughs> and then Rip comes forward and he pushes the knife in a little more, 
And Savage roasts him about, oh, you were able to save your family. I may die, but you have to live. No, yeah. you fail. And, and then he, he throws him into like the power box transformer, <laughs> whatever the heck it is. And he's just, that's the last straw. He's, he's fried. And then like Mick comes in and he's like, oh man, he's already dead. Oh, I'll do it again. Again. I did like just the moment of, well, before Mick gets there, I, I do, we have these two great lines. Well, Mick kills Savage by setting him on fire, as Kate said. Sarah doesn't even have a snippy line. She just breaks his neck, which is pretty sweet. She doesn't have she doesn't have time. She doesn't have time for snippy lines after she's lost her friend. She's lost her sister. She's done. And now we have to get rid of these meteorites. Ray exactly. shrinks theirs. And then it goes. Which is pretty cool if you think it's a significant explosion. It's a significant little explosion for such a tiny thing, though, when it's shrunk down. It could only make me imagine, like, well, what's going to happen? What would have happened if it was a big thing? Yeah, I mean, and there then, would be you know, there would be a there would be an organ shaped hole, yeah, in the United States. Ooh, which you know, shape. California's got, which would be interesting because then you have um, Idaho. Idaho gets to have the ocean. It would be a giant sinkhole. That's probably what it would be. There's a hole at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> There's a hole at the bottom of the sea. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then Jax. Jax has to try transmutation again. This was cool. Yeah. It was so cool. And then, like he goes, I can't do it without you to Martin, which I love. I love Firestorm so much. So they manage, they're focusing their energies together and the meteorite just turns to rippling water. It's kind of a beautiful shot. It is. And then Sarah has a good line because then the water runs out over her shoes and she says, Oh man, you got my spoots wet. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like that little smile between them. The Sarah Jack's relationship is pretty underrated. Yeah. The best, one of the best sibling relationships we do get to see on the show, I think. But now here's my question. So what was the 2021 plan? Were they just going to get there and do it? Well, uh, Jax tries to transition again. But aren't we on a time crunch? Pretty much. But well, I- we're on our last 10 minutes of the episode. And so it's like, the, can't go around it. Can't go, go under, under it. it. We gotta go Take to the sun. <laughs> we do have to throw but- Ray tries to shrink it. He thinks he's had he's had a juice though. Jax can't transmute it. So then the next thing they go, they do is um I just look at my nose. I think it's, I'm wondering if it's because of the radiation buildup, because technically you have like the three anchored across time in a way, because the ritual did start in a way. So That's if true. all the power just went in transferred, because I mean you can't really have, I mean, energy can't really be created or destroyed. I mean, does it siphon back is it released how was it released i mean what's going on with all of that and that then, got really that got really stupid sciencey i think if, if people who are in science listen to this and they hear me they're gonna want to slap me upside the head which you are valid for wanting to do it's not us it's guggenheim's fault yeah, we, we don't do science apparently guggenheim but anyway we're like oh well what are we gonna do and then they're like rip what should we Where's Rip? 
And so they call him. They're like, "Rip, where are you? I'm flying the meteorite into the sun." Yeah, we come right from the sun. Here comes. Oh, we they missed the opportunity. I guess the Beatles would have been too much money to play. Yeah, can't afford the Beatles, but they have to get rid of it because, as Rip says, time will be fine, but the world is gone. So essentially, this thing's gonna blow up, blow up planet Earth, and um. But the thing is, like, if he's planning on going to the sun, the legends are all stuck in 2021 from that. Well, no, the jump ship has to be there. Okay, they don't really explain how everyone else got to 2021. Yeah, they don't. They don't. It's aggravating. So did, like, okay, who got to drive the jump ship? Like, someone got dropped off. Sarah. Sarah or Jack's called dibs on Okay, yeah, I, I buy that. When, um, Mick, Mick knows. We know Mick knows how to fight. Ray is the only one who has no, who has really no experience. Aunt Ray and Martin, they don't relate. Yeah, um, what's but, interesting though is like, I feel like again, because because Rip was like, my family's gone. So if I die, it doesn't really matter. He's not going to have anyone else die for his choices, he says. And But, but then Mick says, I don't want to lose another friend. And I... Right but- after... Right after Sarah says this won't bring Stark back, like bo- them both saying that, that those both saying those lines, just it's a knife in my heart. Which, which again, I'm like, I don't know how Mick does consider Rip his friend, considering what Rip has said to Mick several times. I, yeah, Mick's too nice here. I don't think Mick was ever going to be a leader type character, and I don't. But I do think Mick is a good number two. Yes, we so like, he's 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 a solid number two. Yeah, he's a good uh, quarterback. We've seen that several. But times. I, and I say that because I don't think Mick wants to be a leader. He's a firm number two. Firm number. Two. It, he really. <laughs> you know what? After we know after Len died, he starts calling Sarah boss. So yeah, he always kind of needs that yeah. boss. And then there's that little, it's been an honor to serve as your cap. And then it cuts out because, again, we're driving into the sun. Um, That's just kind of an emotional part. I guess we don't, it's not a commercial because we are flying into the sun and Rip has this hallucination of his family being there and he holds them as they keep driving towards the sun. Yeah. Well, it was probably Pete. a mirage kind of thing yeah it was like it's kind of like what he hopes would happen like he's he gets to see them one last time he gets his goodbye in a way but then Gideon is still there which we didn't get a whole which we kind of which here's the thing about Gideon I feel sometimes we do forget about Gideon because she is an AI and she doesn't have she can't even go off the ship now we get better in later seasons about remembering Gideon but he, but I, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of forgot about Gideon this episode. You know what? It's it's great because you're right. They do forget about Gideon, and I feel like the hundredth episode kind of makes that. That was the most beautiful out, Gideon know. episode ever. I, I mean, it, it like makes a- it kind of go around. But like, if anybody actually saw Gideon for Gideon, it was Astra and Gary, and that's, it's so nice. And Spooner. And Spooner. And well, Rip did see Gideon. Rip's a jerk. 
<laughs> Rip's a listen. Rip is Rip a jerk. Absolutely, he's listen. This man needs to go to therapy. Um, that's the first thing you should have done. But I do love that Gideon says that she's not ready to die. Yeah, that's such a, a poignant line. Like, may I say is, something, Captain? I don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. Oh. That is that's another knife in my heart there. And apparently the shields are like at twelve thousand percent because of the solar radiation. Yeah, the solar radiation. So they like I I'm so confused with everything. I think it gets really confusing after this. Like apparently he dumps the meteorite in the sun and then time jumps back. I'm really confused. I don't, we waste time in this finale jumping back 20 minutes. And playing two minutes of a scene we already saw. Yeah, it is. And then he's like, "It's." It, I just put it into the sun, and then he's like, "It's so weird." You're right because we play Ray's line all over again. Anyway, then we, he gets back on their here. Mick calls him an idiot, but it's like, "Yay, day saved." The ship's an absolute mess, and the team was worried. And Rip leads him on. He's like, "Well." Here's the end of the journey. Um, I feel that I need to protect the timeline now because the time masters are gone. So anyone and any everyone who wants to cause chaos is out there. So I'm going to keep them in line. Who wants to join me? And like, then we go back to little scenes of everyone. There's a very poignant one of Sarah and Quentin at Laurel's grave. Oh, God, that hurts so much. Not as much that was- as the other one that hurts. But like, yeah, her laying down the the flowers at Laurel's uh, gravesite, and she goes, "Laurel was the one who talked me into it." And she goes, "I should stay for family." He goes, "I don't know much about this time traveling thing, but they need you." And I'm like, she decides to go for Laurel. Yeah, Quinn, which I think is beautiful. A great dad. Quentin is one of the great dads of uh, Quentin has his faults. But ultimately, he does. He he loves his daughters, but he has his faults. I believe in the pantheon of Arrowverse dads. Yes, he's definitely he's, in a higher tier. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Hannah and Henry Allen. Henry Allen ranks a little higher than him. And Joe West. Joe, Joe West. Joe. Wait, listen. Joe West is. But also Jefferson Pierce. Jefferson, Jefferson Pierce. Oh God! Yeah, I, I think he wears Jefferson. There are so many. There, listen. There are some good dads in the Arrowverse, and there's some terrible dads in the Arrowverse. We can, maybe we'll do a Father's Day special next year. Uh, I also like that time travel line, just because eventually Sarah has the line of the legends: "They are my family." So mm-hmm. eventually, time travel and family are one and the same. And I just like Quentin's line of "She'd be really proud of you because I am." Yes, I love that too. Good. Because. Sarah was let's Sarah was a wild child and she 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 was kind of she didn't have a path really she I feel like she never really had a path we ha- we have to remember that plan first saw her she literally was on a yacht with Oliver yeah she didn't have a path and I feel like it's been it's great it was great to see like how she's come from Arrow as someone who's trying to make up for all the things she's done in her life to someone who is now pressing forward and she's not so much making up for her life, but she's doing it to honor Laurel now. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to Clarissa and Scott. Oh, oh I got things I'm going to say here too. 
answering trivia questions with like a smug little but i but it's funny the question she asked about um it's wanderlust wanderlust is the answer and she says yeah you're kind of you're kind of going through that right now aren't you and then Jax comes in oh jefferson you're here and martin absolutely flips out on he's this like, is an intervention he's like what's going on here were you talking behind my back yes yes we were yes we were <laughs> And he finds out, and so Clarissa supports him going. Clarissa supports him going with Jax because you need Firestorm. And Clarissa, he, and she, we support her a thousand. And I do love that. I here's like here's a line I love that gets me now. She says, "And your life will be waiting for you uh-huh. when you get back." And at that point, I was like, "Oh." Oh. Because it really was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm so excited yeah, for her. I'm so excited to see her again. Yes. But um, yeah. Honestly, Caressa is the best wife ever. I love. I yes, is Caressa sign a cool girl? Yes, but I love her. There's nothing inherently wrong with a cool <laughs> girl. I've loved Caressa since we found out her favorite color was stripes. She's the best. And then we get to the other scene. It's like oh, two sad, sad, sad feelings. Bart <laughs> is there, and Mick shows up. So this must have been right after their fight, right? Because that's I, so. It was 2013. It and based on the news in the background, this was leading up. This is like days before the particle accelerator went kaboom. I think I saw that days. Like days, not the night of, but yeah, days. Because so this, this probably this. Start was, I think they said start wasn't in Central City when it went off. I don't remember. We don't know. First of all, second of all, but what if this was the catalyst for him calling Mick back to get him to become partners again? That's what I'm. That's what I'm very suspicious of. I believe that. I believe that. Um, because. We know there was a job that went bad and they went their separate ways for a while. And I do believe that maybe Nick reached out here, even though it would take about a year for Leonard to reach back out to him, mm-hmm. it started something. I think it took the cold gun and finding the heat gun yeah. for Len to realize, like, wait a sec. I'm- I need my best friend. I need my brother back. But, but like him going in there, you might not think this. But you're a hero. You're my. You're the best. Yeah. You're the best guy I ever knew, and that. Oh my god. Oh. And and, and then then here's like we hear that. So the same thing that played when Leonard abandoned Nick is playing in the background in this scene too. It's a very interesting parallel, I find. Exactly. Hurts. That it Listen. does hurt because the one of the last things Mick says in that scene when Len abandons him is, you and I were a team. What happened to you? Yep. Ugh. And but, then he's like, I, you're my hero. <laughs> and then he goes outside and here's the fun thing I thought was interesting. And it kind of and I feel like it kind of supports in a way a little bit that this is about a few days before the particle accelerator went online and went kablooey and all that. But Rip mentions that, hey, you can come back here anytime you want at this 
time period. So it's kind of a fixed point in a way. Yeah. But I, I really liked Mick's line of, no, just let it be. He's, he's not going to wall. He's, he saw whip, whip, rip wallow in his grief for so long. And he's not going to take that path. He's going to take a different path. You know like, what? I feel like, again, he did this for closure. He said goodbye yes. to his friend. And now he's ready to move on and make, and make uh, Leonard's sacrifice for him mean something. That's what it is. But here's one thing we don't have. So when everyone's back on the roof and Rip's like, oh, yeah, you're all joining. And Kendra says, well, Carter and I were, were not. Why, why didn't we get their conversation? Why don't I, they get I, I feel like at that point, and again, if anybody's interested, uh, Tia's doing Falk. So maybe we'll uh, interview with Falk. So maybe he'll answer some of these questions. But yeah. like, I, I felt like they just gave up on those characters at that point because they're like, well, we don't really need them anymore. What possibly could we have shown? Which you could have. From what we remember, they were originally um, pitched a Hawks TV show. Yes. Which I... Did I want over Legends? What event? What eventually Legends became, I'm grateful for, and I'm happy we got yeah. it. And I can't help but wonder if that kind of Hawks, because I feel like it would just be Hawks and Vandal Savage scattered throughout time. That could have been interesting. But I, I don't think there was much you could do with a Hawks show that it probably would end because nobody was. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm also I I would be wor- very worried about the response that show would get based on how people um, treated Candace Patton on the Flash. Yes, and how, absolutely. That, exactly. That's what that's what worried me. That was what would worry me if this was a just solely Hawk show. Eventually, it would just go downhill. I fear. There's only <laughs> so much you could do with oh, their man. characters, too. Like, I, I where do you like once you kill Vandal? Where does that leave them? I mean, where? Like, I think what an interesting concept could be, and maybe this would work better as a comic, but I just feel like it wouldn't, it could go somewhere, but it would be either really flashback heavy or I I like the idea of seeing the same two actors being different lives and all like, would it be fun to see Kendra and Carter in pirate times and Vandal Savage is another pirate or the idea of they're like musketeers in France. Those are all like different past lives that they've had. And that kind of stuff interests me, but I don't know how tastefully it would be done considering they'd have to keep dying. And I just feel like it would come to a point where it's not good. Yeah. And then also you would have to keep Vandal Savage, who's pretty horrible. So but I do feel if it's, I believe um, this is true, but if they were told it would be a hawk show and then it became a show about everyone else, I think there was. Again, I, I'm very the blood in the water. I'm very curious about this interview because I, I kind of want to know from their side, like how soon after they were told it was a hawk show, did they say, oh, by the way, it's not a hawk show anymore. It's now an ensemble show. Because then they say, yeah. we'd like to go live our lives outside of Savage, which I also don't really blame them for. Yeah, honestly, they've been through so much. They've, this is their 207th life. 
or whatever it is, I don't blame them. I I can understand that. And so Ray wishes them the best. Oh God. He's not holding hard feelings. Like, I'm sorry, Ray. And he goes, No, it was meant to be. They have a cute hug. (laughs) Then Mick says, I give it three months. Yeah, and then (laughs) as they're flying off, Mick's just looking every time they do that. I get hungry for chicken, which is me. That day forward, he continually calls them the chicken people, which I always love. I I nicknamed Carter Chicken Wings for a while after that. But yeah, so they're all ready to go. And then Majestic Budget Steam played, and all of a sudden there's like this explosion in the sky. And another wave rider is crashing down to where the silos where they're all standing by. It feels now having watched all of legends like felt a little season six in here it did yeah it's oh it's you mean very... like when it it was turned into one thing or some I, I was hoping when that happened and he introduces himself and says he's from the justice uh whatever what was it again the uh, the justice the justice society of america okay. what i find is interesting because like we know watching this like you knew you had like only a few minutes left so there's obviously going to be something that's going to carry over to next season there's obviously there it can't just end there there has to be something like with the flash when barry goes back in time or when he goes up to the wormhole in season one um it had nothing to do season two except for amaya that was yeah okay but it but here's the thing it was we never so but it was baited for us as a hook Yes. it's gonna happen because you see this guy come out it's it's the guy it's what it's the guy from suits i can't remember his name right now. yes I'm it sorry. is the guy from suits i forgot yes. his name as it, well. is, it was the guy from suits um gosh what's his name i don't remember he's in a league of our own right now oh he is good for him. really good by the way i have to watch yeah you want to watch that but he's he's the guy if you watch suits you know who i'm talking about but he comes in he says do not get back on that ship or you're going to die. Is this the character that ends up with, like, Megan, Megan Merkel's? That's so funny. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's the guy that ends with Megan Merkel's character. Um, but apparently Nick's the one who told them they were all going to die if they go back in the ship. And so they're really confused because they know it's a future wave rider. And so they're asking... Yeah, they said exactly because he, he's Rex is like oh you're this guy who we find out is Rex Tyler he's like oh you're exactly where you said you'd be and that Mick sent him and they're saying well who are you the guy pulls his hood off dramatically and introduces himself as Rex's, Rex, Rex Tyler I'm from the Justice, the Justice Society of America which again is that really the Justice League here or precursor? It's, it's, it's the Justice Society is different. It's oh, a different okay. concept. And it kind of reminds me of also Avengers. I'm I'm sad. I'm kind of sad we didn't get to explore the Justice Society more in season two. But I think that was because of Star Girl's development was probably being looked at at sure. this time, maybe. I don't know. But um, they've been promising Star Girl for a while. Once they, her and the Justice Society were introduced. And I have some thoughts on the Star Girl show. I'm not going to get into them I until maybe season yet, two. But I know we get a different Star Girl for season two. We, uh, yeah, we have. There's a different Star Girl in season two than there is in the show, and um, 
I'll, I'll talk about Stargirl when we get to season two and meeting the JSA and all that. But we get Maisie, which is the most amazing. Thing. <sighs> most amazing. Yeah, I mean, amazing. But yeah, and that's what we're left on. That's what we were left on waiting for a couple months. Legends has some shaky finales, but I will say their hook for next season is always compelling. They always do good, whether it's destroying the Wave Rider, whether it is Barad Tarazi in place, sorry, yeah, Barad Tarazi in place of Zari Tamaz, whether it's landing in Dinosaur Land, or whether you're all on the deck and being arrested by the time police. I'm not not in denial. I'm just saying that I love the rusting from the time police. I just kind of still want to know what would have would have been exactly so that was season one of legends of tomorrow so guys what are just our thoughts on well first let's do a little something different how do you rank the finale this one is in the middle it's not terrible but again yeah um destiny kind of just takes all the glory of this episode so I feel like it has no point. I would rank this as a high middle for me because I feel like while it suffers in the recap and the and the complexity of Savage's planning, it kind of makes up for it with the familial and the friendship relations we do see and encourage and then how the legends decide, okay, we're going to do this full time. And even those last two minutes as a hook, that's just really good. Like that sold me for next season. I I was I remember spending months trying to figure out how important is Rex Tyler going to be? Is he going to be a new legend? I can't wait. I'm excited to see him because he's. I thought he was in the future at first. <laughs> I was the sad individual saying maybe they'll bring Leonard Snart back in season two. No, no, yeah, we, what you wish for. Yeah, because. It took a few weeks. It took a while before we heard Wentworth Miller was going to return to start for a few episodes. Yes, we I got think- we got Leonard Snart, but not the Leonard Snart we. But at what cost, yeah. uh, Mary? Your thoughts? I think kind of similar. This is, I think this is a higher middle in terms of like emotional catharsis. I think this delivers. Just he's been Vandal Savage has been such a like thorn in our side all season so to get see him get beat on all sides by all the legends kicking him i it felt good it felt good to see kendra take him out i i do agree destiny is it delivers more of like a gut punch this is more like not quite you're not completely satisfied by the finale but you have a good time Destiny was the climax in our storyboard, I feel. Yeah, it, it really, because it, it just left, that want, left you wanting more, and then you got disappointed by the next episode. Because they had set up, like, in that one, in the end of River of Time, well, the Time Masters had already been set up as our antagonists, but then they quickly became our main focus to get rid of. And I understand why they had to get rid of the Time Masters first so they could defeat Savage. But as you were saying in Destiny, up until Vandal Savage like shows up a little bit at the end, you're like, oh yeah, that guy. Because <laughs> we're so caught up in this other scene. But 
yeah, I think this episode, like, we have the Sarah scenes, the scene with Snart and Mick, um, even Gideon's line. This one does have some good catharsis, I will say. So that kind of yeah. brings us to what do we think about this season as a whole? Season one, never my favorite season. Um, yeah, this, but the, if we didn't have the season, we wouldn't have Legends. So you kind of, again, never skip this season. I know a lot of people go into Legends at season three. Do not skip this season. I know it has a lot of problematic stuff in it. But again, I feel like, yeah, this season is growing pains and you have to go with the growing pains to see how we got to the point we got by the time we got to season three. Um, yeah, I w- so for, season- for me, season one, yes, there's problematic stuff in here that, I mean, I'm a completely different person than I was back in 2016. It's been six years. I've grown up a lot. Um, I've seen a lot more in the world. I've lived through a pandemic. I've, I've gotten, I've seen a lot of aftermath of the pandemic. That's, um, done a lot for my emotional, (laughs) my emotional health and managing it. And so seeing this, like, yes, I do feel the nostalgia and yes, there's a lot of it that's act that is problematic, but I feel like that's in every season there's stuff that's problematic. Season three has a lot of problematic stuff in it too that um, I feel we really ignore a lot and it does bother me. But is it the worst season? I don't think so. I think it's a really great transition to go. I think season one is necessary because it starts that transition from the seriousness of Arrow and the Flash into the more goofiness of Legends. And yes, you can argue season two does a more with that transition, but I like the nice slow transition, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'll agree. um, And I do also agree that with the problematic elements in this season, that's not to say that there isn't that in any of the other seasons, because there's definitely problematic elements in each season. And as media, like, as we say, we love legends. We just, you know, when you're rewatching or critiquing, it's important to critique the media that you consume even media that you love but looking back on this season as i said it's kind of interesting re-watching now not just in the wake of legends being canceled but in the arrowverse itself coming to a close and remembering how this was i'm taking a different stance of I, i do agree this isn't the worst season it's definitely not the best watching this this is 2016 this is peak superhero media at this time I think just in obviously now we have the MCU shows that we didn't have before but in 2016 we had several Marvel films because 2016 was Civil War and then something else was that Ant-Man I think so I thought Ant-Man came out summer before because oh I think that's right yeah because Scott was in Ant-Man he was in civil war that's true what else came out now i have to think about it oh it was dr strange that's why we forgot <laughs> but anyway so you have two mcu movies 2016 they were still putting out the marvel netflix shows oh i missed those those were um 
because Daredevil was, I think everything was going at this point. Because you had not only the two MCU movies, you had Daredevil, you had Jessica Jones, you had Luke Cage. I think this might have been before Iron Fist, though. I think. Yeah, this is right before Iron Iron Fist is 2017. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, yeah, Defenders was shortly after that, because I remember staying up for Defenders to drop. And then we also had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this time. Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., my beloved. And as far as DC was going, um, well, this is the year of Batman and Superman. Here's the thing. Marvel Marvel ignores Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. entirely, even though Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yes, they have a lot of problematic elements with Nazis, admittedly. Again, Um, Nazis stop people. I pick you. Although they actually address like, hey, yeah, you're freaking Nazis. Mm-hmm. Instead, whenever they try to deny the Nazis. But um, listen, I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does not get the credit it did for the building. Agents of the MCU. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was the first Marvel show that was built that you must watch this. Before. Yeah, you, yeah. You had, you had to watch. Did you? Okay, was it? I don't remember the order, but you needed. Did you need to see Winter Soldier before? No, the next agents of shield general, so so they actually so actually they had a whole episode um so so they had an episode going that they had kind of two episodes that spanned um what was happening for um colson and his team during um the fall of shield and all the madness um good good episodes really good episodes um turn 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 is one of my favorites um even with its ending, it's a, I found it was a very good episode. But to kind of bring this point back together, I think this season one kind of represents this kind of bygone era in superhero media at the present time. I'm not saying yes. for Marvel or DC, they're both corporations. I, uh, but... This is a time where, yes, you watched the MCU movies that connected. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would occasionally connect. The Netflix yeah. shows, entirely separate. With DC, their universe was kind of start whatever the DC they subscribed. They, they subscribed to the multiverse theory. And they had, uh, again, they had Batman v Superman this year and they had Suicide Squad. Just leave that on the table for the moment. We know which one was better. It's a hard toss, but by, don't by, by a hair, by a hair, by don't a hair. Don't choose on that one. They were both not very good. <laughs> yeah, but I, one I of them say, had Wonder Woman. I'm just saying that it's true. But the other one had Margot Robbie. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then you true. had the stupidest scene in Superman versus Batman, which I still think is the stupidest scene. But then, but, you, had the, but then you had the stupid killing of Slipknot. I'm sorry, that pissed me it off. Was so dumb, but. Anyway. Yes, I know he dies early, but I still thought that was really, no, it's that BS. was ridiculous. It was, yeah, BS, exactly. And so it's interesting looking at this Arrowverse at Legends, and one of our main complaints is how it's too connected, and how I'm thinking, looking back on it now, this used to be the most connected mess within superhero genre. Absolutely. And so re-watching this just kind of felt, I don't know, Refreshing isn't the right word or nostalgic, but it's a memory of a phase of the superhero 
project because there wasn't there as we're saying there were all of those there was agents of uh, there was agent carter there was powerless supergirl had just started this year yeah. i forgot about powerless but yeah um gotham was going Go- oh, gotham. gotham was going we um, had like, we had we a, didn't even have- a renaissance of like kind of superhero stuff kind of to bring it back to legends i believe that's why a lot of people started with season three and didn't feel lost because by then legends has so separated itself from its other shows it became its own entity Uh and that's kind of what i'm to conclude this episode I think that's what we feel about Legends, is that yes. Legends began as the the clearance rack of old bread at the grocery store that you could just pick some stuff up, shove in your bag, it's the stuff you like, let's go. And in doing so, I think that's kind of the beauty of Legends in season one, even with its issues, is how even though a lot of it relies on did you know this from Arrow, I, you can pick up season one of Legends without watching those other shows and you'll be okay. But I wouldn't, I'm like... Never, never skip the Constantine episode of Arrow, ever. It's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, when we have Constantine, you definitely watch the episode. Also, just watch the Constantine series. It's actually kind of, it's pretty decent. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. And they ended on the freaking crazy cliffhanger. Poor Matt I'm so Ryan. Mad about that. I'm so mad about the damn you, NBC. Damn you for wanting Constantine. No, wait a minute. Go stick Lucifer. your in a toilet, NBC. Was Lucifer this year too? I think so. Oh my god. I, I think it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Lucifer so. was 2016 too. So holy really. crap. Wait, wait. Oh yeah. What was it? Yeah, it was spring 2016. Because that was the Oh. So yeah, that's just kind of our point of this kind of what do we think of legend season one it is a relic of time past so there are things that definitely don't hold up to scrutiny anymore it belongs in a museum but at its core is something with promise it belongs in the the delicious chocolate center of this begs the question (laughs) we're not there yet if you don't think season one is the worst which one is the worst Everyone can say on three. One, two, three, four. Season six. <laughs> it's all different. <laughs> you, you didn't say crap. I say one. I, I hate one. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you. <laughs> so now that we've gotten our negativity out about this season and others, let's all say one thing positive about season one. What's our favorite thing in season one? Besides like, that, can we say season. on three? <laughs> one, <laughs> two, three let, let it start, start. <laughs> I mean, all snips here all snips here i mean and out of season one i'll say like my runner-up best thing about the season because again it's snart we all know it's snart snart is yeah. the the reason to watch season one for he, me he was the bait he, ba- he was honestly smart bait. I, um wentworth Ooh, miller is one of the MVPs of this episode. Although, like, Franz and Victor and Katie are great, too. Yes. I'll say runner-up for me in season one is the cowboy episode. I think if there's one good episode of Legends season one, it is that Western episode. I I would... 
I would definitely agree. I would also want to, I also, I got a lot of fail safe in there too. And even destiny gets, oh yes. Cause those, I mean, any episode where, listen, this is cheesy, but whenever they come together as a team and just kick some butt, that just. And again, the first episode I know is not that great, but that one scene I love so, so very much is the bar the fight. bar fights. Well, love will keep the birth up. of Road right. Canary. Oh, well, that's why we say, like, even like this isn't the best season. There are bumps. We think it was necessary to. You need to watch it to appreciate where we go. Exactly. It's it's not about the destination. It's the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, that's going to be it for the Legends of Next Week season one. We're going to take a little bit of time off, probably about two, three weeks, um, just to give us a little space. You can catch up on all the episodes if you haven't done so already. Or just give us a, re- um, a re-listen. That'd be fun. And, and if send you- us- Yeah. And if anybody's going to go to DragonCon, I will be on the Legends panel, probably giving all my bad, <laughs> bad opinions. Yeah, hey, listen, if you're, you ever want to meet one of your favorite podcasters, um, go eat Eden. She'll yeah. say hopefully nice things about us. <laughs> uh, of course I will. Why would you say anything? <laughs> <laughs> and so that we- is, Eden will roast me. Eden can roast me anytime. We'll do host roasts and post those. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, that rhymed. <laughs> Ayy. <laughs> Again, just while we take our little hiatus, we'll be tweeting some memes and other nonsense in that meantime. So you can always follow us on Twitter at Week Legends or on Instagram at Legends of Next Week. Or again, always email us with Legends of Next Week at gmail.com. And with that, I'm your host, Mary. I'm Eden. And I'm Kate. And we will see you all some other week. Have a great rest of your week, guys, and we'll see you back for season two. Or jump forward ahead if you're a few weeks in the future seeing this.